Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Broadcast it live. There are balls coming from all over the place. Left field, center field, right field. See, this this is the kind of thing, quite honestly, right now, that makes you want to see the Chicago Cubs team lose. Now, are you just saying you want to have fun, or do you really want to have fun? It'll be fun. Will the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, or get them out of here? You don't live in Cleveland. Get in you talking to me? You talking to me? That is the farthest thing in the universe from the truth. Hello, everyone, live. It's the Dan Scott Show. And right there is your host, Dan Scott. So, hi again, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Episode 6 of the rebrand, the Dan Scott Show podcast, formerly Grumpy Old Broadcasters. Been about a month since we've done one of these, but uh, been a little bit busy. We hit what's called crossover season in my profession, where you have uh, basketball and football colliding for uh, the last couple of weeks. And uh, we just wrapped up a 10-day stretch Tom Van Hoy and I did where we did six games, two football, four basketball, three home, three away, four different cities, Greenville, South Carolina, Louisville, Kentucky, Birmingham, Alabama, and Nashville, Tennessee. We drove 2,148 miles, went one stretch of over 40 hours, I did, with only two hours sleep, another day where I was up for 23 hours, and yet another day where I was up for a little over 20 hours. That's crossover season in this business. So I've been a little bit busy, but I'm happy to be back now, and we've got a good, good uh, podcast lined up for you today. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. I do need to remind you that the podcast is brought to you and made possible by my friends at Tadaro Pizza on Markley Street in downtown Greenville, just down the block, from Floor Field at the West End where the Greenville Drive minor league baseball team plays. Bucket list pizza. And you folks in the upstate know this. You know from the Clemson location for years. You know now from the Greenville location what John and, and his folks do there. The top quality pizza they turn out. And they're even better people. And the pizza may be the best that I've ever had. So that tells you how good they are as people, much less what kind of food you're going to get when you go there. If you've never been to Todaro Pizza, what are you waiting on? If you're not from the upstate of South Carolina, put it on your list of things to do when you get here. Must-have food is Todaro Pizza, T-O-D-A-R-O Pizza.com. Find them on Facebook, find them on uh, Twitter, and tell them that Dan Scott told you to go and, and have one of the best meals that you've ever had. You know, when we rebranded the podcast um, about three months ago, I did it for a couple of reasons. I always joke that I changed the name to the Dan Scott Show podcast so I wouldn't forget it, and and there's probably a little bit of truth to that. But I, I wanted to kind of have the freedom to take it in 
another direction from time to time. And, and the last episode we did about four weeks ago was an example of that. We visited uh, for over an hour with uh, nationally known comedian Jeff Allen, who is a funny, funny man. And we laughed a lot, but we also got really, really serious when he was giving his testimony and, and talked about how he came to Jesus Christ and that long, difficult road to get there. That's the kind of thing that I want to do from time to time. Yeah, we talk sports, and, and we'll continue to do so, but I just wanted to have the freedom, for lack of a better term, to be able to to go in any other direction, to spend some time talking about other things that are important to me or, or other subjects we can have some fun with, and at the same time use it as a platform to share what Jesus has done in my life, because I would not be here today if it was not for his intervention in my life about nine and a half years ago. So, having said all of that, we've got a very special episode today because we are going to visit with a guy who had no idea that I was going to call him. I hadn't talked to Doug Jackson in over 30 years, but he was unknowingly one of the influences in my life that made me want to get into the broadcasting business. He was the morning man on my hometown radio station, WBTH, AM 1400 in Williamson, West Virginia, when I was in junior high and high school. And then I had the great privilege of working with him for about a year at the end of my tenure working at my hometown radio station. I wanted to pay homage to him. I wanted to thank him. And knowing what I know about Doug, I wanted to laugh. And boy, did we. You're going to hear that conversation almost an hour long when we come back. My visit with one of my influences, intentionally or unintentionally, a mentor, the legendary Doug Jackson. We'll talk to him when we come back in just a moment. This is the Dan Scott Show podcast. When it's time for a new mortgage or refinance, finding someone with a proven track record of both success and customer service can be an issue. Scott Fowler of Guaranteed Rate is the solution to both problems. Scott has helped thousands of clients achieve their home ownership dreams for over two decades and has been recognized as a top 1% originator in the U.S. by both Mortgage Executive Magazine and Scotsman Guide. And about that customer service, 96% of Scott's customers say they would use him again. Take advantage of the incredibly low finance rates while you can. Let Scott and his team guide you through the process start to finish. Call today, 864-915-8779. Again, that's 864-915-8779. Or find out much more online at www.rate.com slash Scott Fowler. Scott Fowler and Guaranteed Rate. Hey friends, Booty Cothran here, native of Greenville and eight-time competitor on NBC's American Ninja Warrior. And I want to tell you about Motive School of Movement, our new ninja and parkour gym right here in Greenville where we are teaching movement and functional fitness to people ages five and up and of every ability and skill level and they're loving it. We've got families that work out together, kids that leave the gym sweating and tired who can't wait to come back. We've even got a 62-year-old member taking adult parkour classes. And if you've got a child who would enjoy a Ninja Warrior themed birthday party, we're your place. 
Together with Brett and Grace Sims and Bob Reese, we've created Motive School of Movement in an incredible facility located just behind Haywood Mall on Webb Road. Stop by and see us in person or take a virtual tour at motivemovement.org. That's motivemovement.org. Dot org, or just search Motive School of Movement or call us at 864-775-4844. That's 864-775-4844. The power of choice is a game changer in any walk of life, and insurance coverage is no different. Dana McMahon and Goosehead Insurance give you that power. With over 80 insurance carriers to shop, Dana finds the best coverage at the best price. How successful is he? Goosehead's client loyalty score is more than double that of traditional agencies, and the local agency in Taylor's has a 97.8% customer satisfaction rating. Goosehead specializes in home and auto insurance, but offers all lines of personal coverage. And Goosehead's cutting-edge technology speeds up the quote process. Find out how much you can save on insurance today. Call Dana McMahon at Goosehead Insurance, 864-626-6745. That's 864-626-6745. Or visit www.goosehead.com. That's Dana McMahon and Goosehead Insurance. Dan Scott here for the Atlanta Bread Company. What do I like about Atlanta Bread? Well, too much to mention in a short commercial, but here are a few things. Bread baked daily, fresh on site. A tremendous selection of soup, sandwiches, and salads. Seasonal special additions to the menu. Delicious hot coffee and a bevy of other drink options. And yeah, can't forget about the baked sweet goodies. Dine in or carry out. And when you have the Atlanta Bread Company app, you can order and pay online. Then breeze past the lines to the pickup counter to get your food. Experience it for yourself. That's the Atlanta Bread Company, Cherry Dill Point in Greenville. Let me tell you something, Cowboy. This rookie can really bring the heat. He's smoky and spicy with a Chipotle style all his own. It's a new Montgomery and Chipotle barbecue sauce. Make it a part of your home team. Available now at your neighborhood grocer or online at CincyFavorites.com. Episode 6 of the newly rebranded Dan Scott Show podcast. I am Dan. Thank you for tuning in. As always, we ask you to share this. Help us grow the audience. It's available on uh, just about every platform that you can find a podcast. iTunes, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, and probably some things I don't know about because my uh, provider, my platform sends it out to about a million places. So there's really no excuse unless you're just ignoring me. And I've come to figure out that's probably going on more often than I would like to admit. But uh, happy to be here. And uh, I'll remind you of one other thing before we get going. The brand new Dan Scott Show TuneIn radio channel. You have the TuneIn app on your phone. You can search for the Dan Scott Show channel. And uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, content. Uh, I have over 20 years of archived interviews from my days at the Clemson Talk Show, and I am starting to pull from those archives along with talks that I've given at churches and to men's groups and other things, interviews that I've done on other people's shows, all in one spot. And, and the interviews, just it's just a blast going back and listening to some of those things. Uh, I think the oldest one we've got running right now goes all the way back to 2003 and an interview I did with the legendary Bobby Thompson, he of the Shot Heard Round the World fame from 1951. 
and the uh, New York Giants over the Brooklyn Dodgers. That's on there. A bunch of other stuff is on there, and more content is coming. So please check that out. It's the Dan Scott Show channel on TuneIn Radio. As I mentioned, just incredibly excited about this opportunity. Doug Jackson was an influence on me before I knew he was an influence on me. And I'm sure he never knew what an influence he was. That's why I wanted to talk with him. That's why I wanted to to spend some time and thank him for being a guy who I knew when I turned on the radio in Williamson, West Virginia, every morning, getting ready to go to school or sneaking to my locker between classes to see what was going on, he was going to make me laugh. He was going to tell me something that I did not know, something I'd never heard before. He was going to play some great music. He was the epitome of what a morning radio show was and should have been and quite honestly still should be when it comes to doing radio in a community. That was Doug Jackson. I had the opportunity to talk with him earlier this week, and here's what that conversation sounded like. When you get older, they say that with age comes wisdom. I don't know that that's always the case, but I'd like to think that at the very least with age comes some perspective. And at 54 years old and being in this business for about 36 years now, starting when I was 18 years old, I I look back over my career. I have had such a blast doing what I do, and and you can't help but think back about people who have influenced you in the business. The the first guy, and I don't think it's any secret because I've talked about it before, when I was eight years old and turned the radio on one day and I heard Marty Brenneman's voice coming out of the radio and I was hooked. I was captured. And for 46 years, he was the voice of the Cincinnati Reds. And he was the guy that made me want to get into this business. And it's hard for me to fathom that all these years later, I can call him friend. Closer to home was this guy. When I was in high school, every morning, and this is back when local radio still really mattered, you would turn on the radio every morning on WBTH AM 1400 in Williamson, West Virginia, known as B14 back in those days. And Doug Jackson was informing and entertaining and laughing and just getting your morning off to a great start. I had the privilege for a short time during my four years at my hometown radio station to work with Doug, and I thought it would be very appropriate to track him down and to spend some time with him, thanking him for the influence he was on me, whether he knew it or not, and just talk about what life was like in radio in those days. So I am pleased to welcome in my friend, perhaps an unintentional mentor, but a guy that I looked up to for so long, Doug Jackson. How are you, my friend? Hey, good morning. Is it still morning? <laughs> good morning. Yes, it is. Yeah, good I had to look at my Dan. I had to look at my watch. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and, and 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 one of my catchphrases back then, you know, people have more fun than anybody. Do you know I was gonna bring that up, Doug? I still use that. Every once in a while when something, and it usually is something that borders on the absurd, happens, I still use that, and I was going to make sure I brought that up because I I give you credit for it. I say, as as Doug Jackson used to say, 
people have more fun than anybody. It's great to see your smiling face. You're 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 looking great. Um, Thank ha- you. How how are you doing? Just catch us, catch doing, us up. Hey hey hey, Dan, I'm doing great. And uh, I, I'd like to say before we go too much deeper into this thing, I just had a recent uh, colonoscopy. I have to I have one every five years. I had my first one like back in 2003. I was diagnosed with colon cancer, and uh, the the medical staff, the doctors, and so forth, the nurses. Uh, one of the things that, that that just jumped out, Dan, the doctor comes in to give me that the news, right? And he told me uh, uh, what the uh, diagnosis was, and uh, and I thought about it, and he said, "Aren't you going to?" Uh, uh, like curse, curse, curse at me, you know, throw some books, do something. And I said, no, no, no. I said, you know, like, uh, uh, the way I was brought up, I was brought up in church. I was brought up to believe that we don't control things, Mm -hmm. you know, that there's a higher power, that God is in control of all of this. So, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm relying on my faith. And he looked at me and he said, wow. He says, well, I think you're going to be okay. Now, let's fast forward. That same doctor who uh, gave me this this prognosis back in 2003, he was the, the doctor that did this last colonoscopy that I had. He walked in. He says, hey, you're the same guy. I met you that back in the day, you know, and you, you were the positive person and, and all of that. I said, yeah, doc, look at you. You got a little gray on you now, you know, and we we chuckled and laughed a little bit and he says, well, you know, uh, I haven't forgotten about you. You're the same guys. Yep, absolutely. But now let me, uh, emphasize that colonoscopies is the difference. Uh, it's, it's, it can save lives. And I encourage your listeners and your family and anybody to get this thing done, you know, because it's a lifesaver. And, and uh, so uh, I tell anybody uh, that that if they're they're they're, they're hesitant or, or, or if they have questions about it or whatever, that is the wise thing to do. I have to encourage people to do that. That's I find it shocking that the doctor found you smiling, and and I and I say that tongue firmly in cheek because that that's one of the things that I always remember about you, Doug. The fact that. No matter what kind of day that you were having, no matter what kind of circumstances were going on at that crazy radio station we worked at, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, you had the the ability to put all that aside when you walked into that studio and cracked that microphone. You you, you I mean, and I'm looking at you were smiling at me now, and that's the Doug Jackson I remember. And now I remember Absolutely. I remember some of the things that you said and did when the microphone went off. But when the yeah. but when the microphone was on, nobody yeah. knew anything. But here here's this guy that we all love to hear. Absolutely, um, like you, you know, uh, I can remember back at well, like wow, way before you, I can remember back <laughs> with radio, like one of the first first commercials that I heard. I was a little guy, you know, uh, Happy Family Baking Powder or something, you know, little jingles and things. When it's time for a long sea time, you know, uh, and and I just grew up with it, uh, the, the different music. And, and you have to remember, you know, like coming from West Virginia, deep in the mountains, southern West Virginia, 
uh, a part of the the music there was like bluegrass mm-hmm. and country. Okay, and uh, so uh, it was just a fascinating time. It was uh, the, these musicians and 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 then some of the personalities that that. Uh, that that was on, on air. It, it was just the magical time, and it, it grabbed me too. And uh, uh, it was almost like, uh, for me, working in radio was like, maybe I should be paying these guys to do this because I'm having too much fun, you know? Yeah, where we were, uh, where we worked, you almost were paying those guys, but that's another story <laughs> for another time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but so so did you know? How early did you know that this is something that you wanted to do? Well, to be honest with you, it wasn't on my radar. I was uh, looking back. If you'll remember, the studio uh, was uh, was right next to a finance business that was there. And mm-hmm. I was working there at the finance business. And uh, I was walking across the street. Uh, to, the Sears business building was right across the street right. back then. Mm-hmm. And Al Maynard was uh, the, doing an on-the-street thing, broadcast thing, you know. And uh, I, I left my office and walking across the street. He said, excuse me, sir. Uh, he asked me a question about a current event thing. And we just started talking. And uh, so when I got back to my office, phone rang, and it was him. He says, hey, would you like to uh, you ever think about doing this thing for a living, you know? I said, not really. He says, uh, well, come talk to me. So we went and had, uh, you know, like lunch and, uh, we talked about it. And then, uh, before you, you know, and I was doing uh, six to midnight on, on the AM and, uh, uh, learning it just like you had to, mm-hmm. uh, it was an adventure and meeting the different people. There was, uh, Alan, Alan, of course, Al Maynard and Alan Kennedy and, and Chief, can't leave out Chief, the engineer, and uh, it was just a blast, man. I mean, you know, uh, doing the stuff that you like to do. What, what year? Uh, what year was that that you started, Doug? Do you remember? That was like seventy-one, seventy-two, somewhere along in there. You know, don't want to uh, make you feel old, but in seventy-two, I was five years old. Well, well, make me feel like well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get this. Uh, I graduated high school, Darrell Williamson High School, 1968, mm-hmm. okay? And so I think you were born? In 67, yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah, make me feel old. But yeah. anyway, but yeah, that was great, man. And and getting and listening to radio and, and, and getting those promos, you know, they would give you those promo records, you know, like a uh, uh, song that came out, you know, they're, they're pushing it, and so, you know, you, be be the third caller to call in and all that. We did all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Name it so, and claim yeah, radio, it. And... All of it, man. Radio was cool. It was, uh, and, and and I was blessed to be able to do it. You re- you remember a guy? I, I think uh, that was there when I first started. Of course, you weren't at the station when I first started, so maybe you don't remember him. But uh, his name was Joe Miller, and, and he was working ten the the ten to noon shift when I started in December of nineteen eighty five. Okay. And, and we had a staff meeting that I had to come and I, and I was working six to midnight. That's where I started. We had a staff meeting that I had to come in for one morning, uh, about two weeks into the job. And, uh, as I was talking to Joe Miller, we were all in the studio right before uh, the meeting started. Denny Frost was the, the program director then. 
And Joe was asking me, you know, how I liked it and what was going on and how things were going on my first couple of weeks. And he looked at me, Doug, and he said something that I didn't really think was so profound then, but it has become maybe one of the most profound things that I have ever heard in my life, looking back on it all these years later. He said, be careful. If this business gets in your blood, you'll never get it out. Oh, and okay. boy, was he right? Because I have tried to walk away from radio two, three, four times in my life, and I simply have not been able to do it. Well, we're blessed to have you sitting in the chair, <laughs> sitting in the air chair. We're, we're blessed to have you have you there. I can remember looking back at this young guy. There you go. There you go, Dan Scott, and uh, uh, we were doing this. Uh, uh, Who's on first thing? Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yep. Who's on first? And, and <laughs> without rehearsing, you know, we on air live. Doug Jackson and Dan Scott, you know, uh, who's on first? It was just a hilarious time. We we had some wonderful times, man. What was it about the business? And you you started you said like I did six to midnight. And I think that's uh, back in the day. That's where they threw all rookies. And and by the way, it was a what I jokingly call a, a flame-throwing 1,000-watt AM radio station. Wow, yeah. Yeah, uh, which if you were lucky, you know, you, you could hear it at nighttime down the block. But but that's <laughs> And maybe that's why they put me there, but that way I could do the least amount of damage. But you, you started there, and, and obviously something clicked with you that made you want to hang in and, and go beyond that. What was it? What was it about that that fascinated you? The learning experience, Dan, you know, like, okay, so locally, like you say, you know, uh, it was all of that local, but then, you know, like once you listen to some of those clear channel stations, the, mm -hmm. those 50,000 waters booming out there and you, 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 you check them out and you, and you hear what they're doing and, 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 and it's just an exciting thing. And I'm going like, get this. I would leave the studio, get in my car, drive to the airport, okay, mm -hmm. uh, and and listen to uh, those fifty thousand waters, you know, W O W O coming out of Fort Wayne, uh, and and listen to those guys, and 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 how tight the board was, and and I'm thinking like, wow, uh, learning from that, you mm -hmm. know, and then and then you know, as those saying goes, you know, like. Uh, now they talk about educators say good teachers steal. Well, back in the day, you know, good broadcasters, show business people with routines and that kind of thing. And I would listen to those guys and then try to incorporate the things that they were doing into my show as small as it was. Mm -hmm. And it caught on people. They liked it. They enjoyed it. And I enjoyed getting the last one of my, one of my good friends, you may remember this guy, his name was uh, Jim B. Rowe. Does that name ring yes, a bell for you? Yes. Yes, it does. Jim, Jim was uh, many things. One was he was a referee, basketball, football. He loved talking about those kind of things. But then uh, in his later years, he, he was a, um, a businessman. You know, he sold the hot dogs and those kind of things, potato chips and all of that. He had a business doing that. But he would listen to my, my show, and then I would pull him in as, uh, as, as a participant. I said, hey, Jim, I need somebody to have uh, an Italian accent that's going to do, like, give them the lines. 
He said, Ace of Doug, I can't do that. I said, sure you can. And then I would record it, right? And make it a part of the show. And uh, it, it caught on, and people, they laughed about it. But did I get all kind of comments with it. So, yeah, it was a wonderful learning experience. Getting the community involved in mm-hmm. it uh, made it even better. We're visiting with Doug Jackson on the Dan Scott Show podcast uh, from my hometown of Williamson, West Virginia. When I was in high school, he was the morning man on our local radio station and is one of the guys who influenced me to get into this business. And as as I said at the top, I I was privileged at the end of my four years at uh, WBTH to, to work with Doug he was doing the morning show. I was the news and sports director, and then I did the, the 10 to noon shift right after him. So we got a chance to overlap a little bit, which is one still one of the great thrills uh, of my uh, life professionally or otherwise. The, the, the whole idea of doing a morning show, at least back then, I don't know that it's so much now, but in a small town, a community radio station, as I said, where local radio mattered, it was really a combination, Doug, of informing and entertaining and, and, and playing the occasional record in between. But there was a, there, there was a lot there was a lot that went into it. And, and, and I can just think back to those days and you know, I had a radio in the bathroom when I was getting ready to go to school. I had a radio in my locker at school that I snuck in there for various and sundry reasons. And, and it, it, it's, you know, all these years later, it's just made such an impact to me how you could, uh, on one hand, you know, be, be giving some sort of serious something or other, and, and then be able to turn right around and do one of your routines or find something funny and, and, and just keep an audience captivated. Because even back then, a lot of the folks in our area were listening, and this is the the uh, the early and mid '80s. I graduated high school in 1985, so a lot of people, when it came to music, were listening to uh, Rock 105 out of out of St. Albans, which was called FM 105 then. Yeah, but that was after 10 o'clock because they right. were listening to Doug from six to 10. You, you you had a way of captivating people, and that's something that that I've always remembered all these years later. It's it's a talent. It's a gift. It, I think it's even more than a talent. I think it's a gift to be able to do community radio that way. I, I agree. Uh, just just the idea of, of okay. One of the things that 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 stood out was like whatever the event was going on. You know, you had our news service and all of that. Those things were happening, and you'd have to be able to turn it around on a dime. You had to be number one. You had to be believable. Mm-hmm. You had to be sincere, uh, and you had to entertain. But uh, once you crack that mic, you know, uh, if 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 you're doing a news segment or even a weather segment or whatever it would be, once you crack that mic, you know, you had to be authentic and you had to, if, if, if it's humorous, that's one thing that you're pushing or you're promoting, but at the other, on the other uh, at the other side of the spectrum, you had to be able to be believable, and and people they 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 would count on that. And and get this, even if you 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 would get something wrong, like a score, or if you omitted something, and you you leave the studio, you walk out on Main Street, Second uh, Avenue, and you meet someone that's, hey Doug, man, uh, you, 
you didn't talk about the Yankees this morning or, uh, you know, hey, you know, so-and-so, they won last night and you didn't talk about them or, you know, uh, your critics were there. Even, even if you're getting the positive stuff, that's great. But if you're, if you're doing something that, or you ignored something or you missed something, they're going to let you know about it. So you're on your P's and Q's all the time. I your neighbor... I your neighbor was your audience. Yep. Yep. I think it was Benny Hill. And I love that. I think it was a great comedian, Benny Hill, a comedian, Benny Hill, who said that the most important thing you can have is sincerity. And when you learn to fake that, everything else is easy. True. Right? True, 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 <laughs> true, 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 true. But now you guys, with the sports, <clears throat> that was a a a, a, a Totally different thing. You know, you're going from like music entertainment to music, da 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 da. And then you go into the sports department. And uh, local sports, man, I mean, that was an exciting time. Dan Scott, uh, Cal Lover, mm-hmm. then later, uh, 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 David Miller. Miller. David, David Miller. Miller. Yeah, David Miller. And even Dave had a show, Tunes, Information, and Whatnot, he called it. Mm hmm. Uh, so it was like, hey, it was a magical time there, Dan. Uh, uh, and and some of the people that uh, that they're not with us anymore. Uh, Bob Guzland, uh was a super guy. You know, I, 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 I got to stop you right there because I've got this great story about Bob Guzlan. And, and, okay. and, and for pe- for people who are nobody except the folks at Williamson who are, are listening to us, and maybe even okay. some of them, Bob was about three feet tall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and and, ha- and 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 had a beard, wore glasses. Yeah. He looked very much like an. If the beard was a little longer, he would have been a gnome. <laughs> and 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 this 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 is these days. It's politically incorrect what I'm going to say, but I know you're going to get a kick out of it because you knew Bob even better than I did. But I worked with Bob for about three of the four years that I was there. Every okay. every morning, Doug, I would come in get the the news feeds before 6 a.m. that came down the line that you had to get right. from Metro News and all these things. And I would prepare right. I'd prepare the 6 a.m. newscast. And we had to record one for the 50,000 watt FM, which was automated. Right. And I would right. and I would right. do it live on on, right. on WBTH. Right. So I'd finish that newscast and every morning I would go to the Omnimart. We go out the studio and to the right. left and yep. down the block. Right, and I wasn't a coffee drinker then, but I was going. I was getting me a chocolate milk and a cake for breakfast mm-hmm. every morning. I asked Bob Guzlan, "Do you want?" And it became a routine. Bob, can I get you anything? Yeah, Dan, I'll take a cup of coffee. How do you want your coffee, Bob? And remember, Bob's a three foot tall white guy. He right. said, "He said I like my coffee like I like my women, Dan, large and black." Yeah, right. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. And, and again, it's not politically correct and and all that other stuff, but I've never forgotten that. And 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 it became a morning routine for us. It had nothing to do with being on the air, you know. Right, right, right. He, Bob. Oh man. First, let me say this. I love the guy. I yes. love the guy. Uh, uh, he. he <sighs> Okay, I got a little misty there. But anyway, my first meeting with Bob Guzman, I come up the stairs to the studio. You know, you look into the, the studio, and you can, the glasses there, you can see who's on the air. But, right. 
Okay. Because it's glass from top but, to bottom. But all, all, all I'm seeing, though, is smoke. Smoke. Yes. And I'm thinking, now, what? So I open the studio door and I walk in, and there's this little guy <laughs> smoking a cigarette. And, uh, you know, he has, almost has to look up at the, at the microphone. And that was my first meeting with Bob Guzman. And I tell you, uh, what a guy. You know, uh, he loved radio. It was in him. Uh, and uh, uh, he loved music. Uh, he, he, he became one of my best friends. Yeah. One of my very, very best, best friends, close friends. Who were, who were uh, some of the other folks that, that you worked with? Because I, I know we're going to have a large number of, of folks from, from Williamson who are listening to this podcast. Um, oh, okay. I, well, yeah, I, 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 can, I can think of a lot of names, but who, who are some of the other ones that you worked with that people will remember? Okay, well, there's Wade Farlow. I mean, when I think of Bob, I think of Wade. They were mm-hmm. like one and two. Uh, Alan Kennedy. Yep. Uh, uh, of course, Kyle Levern. Um, wow, there were so many. Don't leave out the ladies, you know, K-Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Janie Pinson. Uh, did, did you did you work with uh, Mike Rock and Roll Allen? Absolutely, absolutely. Mike and Kyle, get this: not only were they uh, sports people, uh, sports broadcasters, they played the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this guy. He, he um, you may remember his name was Mark Klein. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, I, I think I remember Mr. Klein. Play, played a little basketball, uh, yes, won he a did. state championship, went down to Duke or uh, uh, Wake, Wake Forest. And uh, we go up to the uh, old stadium. Now they've got a hospital built up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, play basketball. And these guys were good. You know, Mike and, and Kyle. Uh, and, and they were good. But we even took took the, the game down to the field house and, and they got us uniforms. And I was, you know, like instead of Magic Jordan, I was Magic Jackson, you know. Right. And we're broadcasting this stuff. And it was it was great fun. Yeah, Mike Rock and Roll Allen, Cal Lover. Um, I, I mentioned Al Maynard. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know you've got Chief Chief Engineer Je- know, Jeff Fritz. Uh, yep. Yep. Cremings. You know, leave out uh, Harold Cremings. Um, wow. Who else, so man? so so many so many, and, and unfortunately, in in this business, it's it's a revolving door. You know, yeah, and at, Teresa, especially then. Teresa Thompson, yep. can't, can't leave out Teresa. Um, guy, a guy that I remember and, and really, really enjoyed working with, and, and he was kind of in there part time because he did some other things with Bill Phillips. Yeah, you remember Bill. Bill? Uh, wow. I, yeah. I and and the reason the re, the reason I remember Bill uh, among other things, but I, I was doing trying to do a take off of grandma got run over by a reindeer, which was a popular, you know, it had, it okay. had just come out in the, in the early to mid eighties. Okay. And, and because of where we were, I was, I was trying to do a takeoff of that called grandma got run over by a coal truck. Okay. And, okay. and, and I had the entire first verse and I couldn't come up with, with a tagline. And, and so it was like, uh, uh, I can't, I can't remember how, how it went. Uh, she was bad mouthing the coal trucks. We begged her not to go. She forgot her fuzz buster as she tore off down the road through the snow. When we found That's her, Dan Scott line, when, when, when we, when we found her Christmas morning at the scene of the attack, she had grill prints on her forehead 
and 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 then and then I couldn't get that last line. And so I'm sitting there going over it and going over it and and Bill just kind of walked by and he heard what I was doing and he said and tandem axle tire tracks on her back. <laughs> and I was like genius, absolute genius. Wow. And uh again, you know, it's 30 36 38 years later. Why I still remember that, I don't know. But you, you remember Bill, and Bill was kind of a soft, <laughs> Bill, under, Bill underspoken I, guy. Bill and I started about the same time. Yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> Bill Phillips, He, uh, we, we, we worked those weekends back in those days, and he would bring his uh, uh, lunch. You know, he had those beanie weenies things, you know, <laughs> piano weenie things, you know. And uh, that became like a joke, you know, uh, but yeah, that that was wonderful time. We were young, uh, and uh, some of the music that came out in those days, you know, uh, uh, it was it, it was just a magical time. Uh, and I'm I'm thinking that that when you look back at that that area, you know, this was the coal boom. You're talking mm-hmm. about grandma and the coal truck and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, the coal coal was kicking. I mean, there was jobs. The the, the community was booming. There was work. Uh, it was like a magical place. Yes, it was. You, you, you know, um, one of the stories I, I've got to share this with you. There was a, a clothing a, a, a department store down the street, A.W. Cox, maybe you might remember that. Mm-hmm. And we were doing a remote there. And uh, so the if you, if you can just picture in your mind, you know, the manager, you call, you call him up to the mic and say, what, what are we doing? He said, we've got dresses on sale over here. Dresses. Half off. We've got blouses over here, you know, the red ones and the blue ones. Blouses, half off. And I'm thinking to myself, I hope he doesn't go down to the lingerie department and scream <laughs> out, "We got half." The, oh. <laughs> yeah, that 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 half off is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got jeans, half <laughs> off. Well, okay, all right, I, I got it. Okay. <laughs> D- Doug Jackson is uh, my guest on this edition of the Dan Scott Show podcast, uh, just kind of reliving some days of, of our hometown radio station. This is a guy that influenced me, one of the guys that influenced me to get into this business. And, and you know, I didn't even realize this until years later. I have become a fan of of old-time radio, Jack Benny and right. Dragnet and all of those things. You too. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I, I listen to that more than I listen to anything else because, it, you know, the old radio is theater of the mind. And, and it's just incredible how talented – those people were in the writers and everything, but I didn't realize that's where you were pulling this stuff from. But on your show, occasionally you would go, I think you went to the public library in Williamson. You would get these record albums yes. and yes. you, you yes. would play these clips of Senator yes. Claghorn, which yes. was, which was a character off of the old Fred Allen show. Yes. But, but and was the precursor, of course, to the Foghorn Leghorn, Foghorn Leghorn. cartoon character. But you would play yes. those Senator Claghorn routines, and I would absolutely die laughing. Had no idea where you got them from <laughs> until years and years later. But he was part of Allen's Alley on the old Fred Allen show. Yes, yes. Uh, radio man, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Are, are you are you a fan of old time radio? Oh, yes, yes. Always have been. Uh, I can remember, like, uh, gangbusters. You have to remember, mm-hmm. I was like a, a kid. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and I would hear some of these things, gangbusters, only the shadow knows, right. and, and all of that. And then later, you know, the, what was the guy, the, the jot them down store? Um, uh, uh, Lumen Abner. Lumen Abner, there you go. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Uh, before before TV, it was, that, that's, that's, what, that's what it was. And those old soap opera things, mm-hmm. you know, you'd hear the organ playing and all of that. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and that's that was some. And then when I found those kind of uh, 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 shows on record, and then I, I thought this would be super to just drop drop those in every once in a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, yeah, yeah. That's that's. And you know, Dan, you know when you walk into the studio and you got all this stuff laid out, you know that you're going to have a great show. Yeah, from the time you, you start your your your, your show until you, until it's, it's until you end it, it's, you know it's been a business doing pleasure with you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know you've had a great show, and and it's 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 wow, it's a magical time. Where did the time go? All of a sudden, I'm in my seventies. What happened? In 1978, a television show came on the air called WKRP in Cincinnati. And in fact, last week was the 41st or 40, I guess, 43rd anniversary now of its most famous episode, the the Turkey's Away episode. (laughs) The Pinedale Shopping Mall has just been bombed with live turkeys. It's got to be one of the top five sitcom episodes of all time. But the reason I bring it up is, I remember that. Yeah, it's looking back on it now and, and and seeing the dysfunction that was in that radio station on that show. I tell people that anybody of a certain age who worked in radio in, in a certain era or earlier worked at WKRP. It was just different call letters in a different town. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Let, let me share this one with you, too. If you can rem- imagine... Across the street from across the street from the post office was the back then was the Exxon station, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the summertime, and uh, there was a parade, you know, like a Fourth of July parade or something, you know, and the Exxon Exxon at that time had a tiger as a, 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 an emblem. Yes, you know, and the tiger's name was Caesar. I never forget it, and uh, so. Uh, the guy who owned the station thought it'd be a great idea to put the tiger in the parade, you know, and they had uh, the, the kids were out there selling hot dogs and things like that at, in, in, in front of the, uh, uh, the, the, the service station, you know, and people were all over the place. It was crowded. They had the parade, the bands playing, they, they go through town, they come back, you know, and selling hot dogs and we're covering the, with the remote, you know, I'm out there with the microphone and I'm interviewing people, and this tiger in this cage, he's prancing back and forth, you know. And and then so all of a sudden, and get this, Dan, I didn't realize this. When a tiger is ready to, and and I I, I don't want to offend anybody, but when a tiger is ready to relieve himself with the liquid thing, uh, you know, he doesn't do it like other animals. I didn't, you know, so this tiger... They're swinging the cage around, and this water fluid is coming from the tiger from the back end, okay? And get this. 
and people, they're getting hit with it. They're scattering. They're, they're running. I got the mic. I'm trying to move, get out of the way. And one of the ladies went, that's all on me. I'm okay. Um, uh, back to the studio day. You know, so he's <laughs> <laughs> And and, and, wow. and and people who've never worked in community radio, because yeah, corporate radio today has just taken the soul out of radio. It's those kind of things and those kind of stories that that made this business what it was. I mean, it's the that that a, a tiger tinkling on everybody is is <laughs> is the equivalent yeah. of WKRP's turkeys hitting the ground like sacks of yeah, wet cement, yeah. you know. Oh, wow. It's, I'll never forget that, you know. Uh, and, you know, and I'm wondering, like, are they are, are they still going to sell those hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Only in radio. Yeah. Only in radio. And to go along with that, and, you know, you don't want to speak ill of uh, of the dead, and, and, and we're going to stay, you know, kind of above that, I suppose. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but, 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 <laughs> you know. One of the reasons that community radio and, and, and a lot of stations anyway had that kind of reputation is, is because of the way it was run uh, <laughs> and, and to a certain degree, the way it's run today where, you know, the, the bottom line is always the bottom line and, and, and decisions are made sometimes that, that are counter to what's in the best interest of everybody involved simply so the station owner can, can make that extra 35 cents profit off of those other $2 that they're spending. Um, and, 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 and yet I, I, Doug, I look back at it and, and maybe it's, again, it's just a gift of, of age and perspective. I, I didn't know squat about what I was doing there. And, and yet I look back at it and it's one of the, the most fun, one of the most pristine times in my life that I've ever had. And maybe it's because I didn't know what I was doing because I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Maybe, you know, and, and, and just, just adding to that, it was like it was a fantasy in, in, in a way, you know, because like I even, even on our worst days, I understood what Dan Scott was talking about. I understood what Al Kennedy was talking about. I understood what Alan Maynard was talking about. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I understood it because we lived it. I mean, it was... Akin to being siblings, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were in, we were all in this boat together. You, you follow? Yep. And uh, payday, you go to the bank and you put your check up. You put your check up there, and the guy asks you, well, "How do you want it? Heads or tails?" <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> it was a wonderful time, man. You know, you you great. You, you eventually made the decision. And did something that I've just not been able to do, for better or worse. You made the decision to um, turn the page and, and to go on and make something of yourself. <laughs> went, 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 went back to school, got got your college degree, and went into education and and, and yes. had a great career as yes. an edu- as an educator. Was was it hard for you to to, to make that decision? Uh, it was uh, out of necessity. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you get to a point in life where, you know, you look back and you see all the wonderful things that you've done. Uh, but, you know, you can only eat on 45s for so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 but then but then taking 
that experience, you know, I'm the same Doug Jackson. I don't care if I'm if, if I'm in front of a microphone or if I'm in front of, of students, if I'm in an office setting, I'm the same person. And if somebody says something that uh, that is our worthy, you know, I've got I've got to add something to it, right, you know. Right. Uh, but I I I I, I like to think that I, I I would bring and take that kind of attitude, that kind of freshness into whatever situation I find myself in. Um, but yeah, it's been rewarding looking back at my uh, career in schools and education. Hey, it was great, man. I'm retired now. Yeah, uh, it it was it was wonderful. I wouldn't change a thing. I've met some wonderful people along the way. Uh, it it was just there's there's stories there that I could we could talk about an, an, at another time. You know, they were going for days. It's just uh, hey, God's been good, and God is good, and finish it all the time. Mm-hmm. So hey, it's it's great, man. Uh, what a ride! Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great way to put it. What a ride, because it is. It's the proverbial roller coaster. You're you know up and down and twists and turns and upside down and everything else. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I guess you went through this, and, and even you know 36 years in, and I had an 11 year stretch where I was doing more newspaper than I was radio. But still, at the end of the day, Doug, I have never lost the fascination and, and it, for a lot of people, it, it's, it's, it drives their ego. For me, I try to use it to keep me humble. I've never lost the fascination that there are people who turn on their radio or click on a podcast to hear what I have to say, whether it's calling a game for Furman university or the Greenville drive minor league baseball team doing the little weekly radio show that I do or the three-hour daily show I used to do, the podcast now, whatever it is, in whatever format, it still blows my mind that I can flip this microphone on and there are people out there who want to hear what I have to say. Now, they may want to be, they may be listening because they think I'm stupid, and that's fine, but <laughs> it really doesn't matter why they're listening, right, just as long as they're listening. They're listening. You know, Dan, I... Uh, Go back to it. It's just like again, we, we talked about a number of people, a lot of people that worked in the business. But you were the guy, you know, uh, that just 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 seemed to just grab it and just you know and, and learn quickly and just run with it, you know. And uh, I would listen to you too, and I knew when you were on the air, uh, you brought that 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 freshness, you brought that that enthusiasm. Uh, play-by-play and the promos and, and all of that. Um, I, I, I got to tell I'm, you. I'm not, you know, I am not surprised that, that, that I'm, I'm sitting here talking to Dan Scott right now on somebody's air. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I, I got to tell you a story. You, when, when I first started there, you, you, you had taken one of your little sabbaticals and moved on, and you, you would come back, uh, and, and I think the last year I was there. But the very first broadcast that I did, and I, and I spoke at a church the other day, Doug, and I actually told this story. Um, Denny Frost was doing our Williamson High School play-by-play. Joe Miller was doing the color, and Denny couldn't mm-hmm. go to a game. He was sick or something, and, and Williamson played at Belfry. And so Joe Miller slid over to do the play-by-play, and they sent me to do color. First time I'd ever been behind a microphone doing that at that level, and apparently they judged that that went fine because, okay. because on Tuesday of the next week, 
Denny was still sick or whatever it was, Joe couldn't go. So they sent me to Oceana, West Virginia to do my first solo broadcast. And you remember, this is January 1986, what a, okay. what a basketball power Williamson was, what a, bas- yes. what a basketball power Oceana, West Virginia was. Uh-huh. So they, they send me there to do that broadcast. I'm 18 years old, and I am psyched. And I go into that little gym, and I can still remember <laughs> they set me up in a corner, so I'm watching the game going to and from me instead of side to side. And, and, and you remember how we had to do the games those days, uh, you know, no cell phone, no internet. Right, Je- yeah, Je- right. Je- Jeff Fritz had, had, had hooked up a, a telephone with two wires coming out of the back right, of it. And right, you, right. you put them into the back of the mixer and put your headsets on, right. dial the radio station, <laughs> right. flip a switch, couldn't talk to your producer like you can right. now. And so uh, I get that going. The game gets going. It's just an incredible basketball game against two small school powers. And it's one of those deals where everybody's in, at, at the gym. You know, everybody is there. And the, the game is over. Oceana won it by a possession or two. And just a fantastic game. And I'm walking out of there, Doug, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, you are absolutely fantastic. You know, Oceana, West Virginia today, New York City tomorrow. And, and I'm, yes. I'm just as high as I can be. Yeah. And so – it's about a 90-minute drive, or it was then, from Oceana back to, to Williamson, and I go to take the equipment back, and I can't remember who was running the board that night. But I walked in to drop the equipment off, and he said, what happened? <laughs> and, and, which, which are two words you never want to hear, right? And I, and I said, what, what do you mean what happened? Oh, no. He said, we couldn't understand a word that you said. And... It, it turns out, and, and you know this, and, and I do now, I didn't then, but every mixing board, each individual microphone has a volume level, and the yes. mixing board has a master volume level. Yes. I didn't know any better. I thought the louder it was, the further the signal was going to go, so I turned everything up to 10. So, <laughs> oh, no. so, so Doug, for an hour and a half... For an hour and a half of the, the length of that basketball game, they 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 heard <laughs> Charlie Brown's teacher on steroids, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, and, and and again, no internet, nothing. He he said we tried to call the police station, we tried to call the fire department to, right. to have somebody to come. At, they were all at the game. So if you wanted to rob a bank in Oceana, West Virginia, that that would have been the night to do it because everybody was at the gym. Yeah, and and yeah. and as high as I was that first, you know, walking out of that place, I thought, man, my career's over. I'm going to the coal mines, you know, it's done. But uh, somehow, some way, they deemed it appropriate, probably because nobody else could go to go do the next game. And uh, I've been doing right, it. I've been right. doing it ever since. But I, I almost short circuited myself on that first broadcast. But I, you know, I was dumb. I was 18 years old. But I was into it. Yeah, you were into it. I was into it. Yeah, and, and 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 just like you're into it now, you know. I got. I got. That's, t- that's that's a wonderful story. I, I got to tell you, as we as we get set to wrap it up here, because I've, I've got to actually drive to Furman to to do an interview with our football coach. One of my prized possessions, I still have this. Uh, in in January of 1990, I made the move from WBTH to become the sports editor of of the Williamson Daily News. Because I had just gotten married, I was making $3.50 an hour at the radio station, which was what minimum wage. I got a raise when minimum wage went from three thirty-five to three fifty. You too. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and the newspaper 
offered me the princely sum of $6.60 an hour wow. to come and be the sports editor. So I, I, I made that move, and I was uh, in, in newspaper for pretty much the next 11 years before I got sucked back into this business. But the last show that I did, I recorded the last hour of the last show on my last day there, and in the last segment of that show, you came into the studio and sat in with me. And, and, really? I, and I still have that on cassette tape. And that's, wow. that, that's one of my prized possessions because a guy that I look up to deemed it, deemed me worthy to come in and say goodbye to me on the air. Wow. So, wow. That's, that's, that's awesome. I, I'm really, really touched. I, Gee whiz. I, you know what I'll do? I'll, I've, if I can find the time, which I, I should have now, I'll, I'll transfer that to a digital format and I'll send it to you. Do that for me. Do I that will. for me. And, and, and I, I, I would love to share that with my family yeah. and, and friends, you know, uh, because all those things, pretty much, I've lost all of those mm-hmm. things. Uh, but, Dan, you are a special, special, special guy. Well, And I say that with, 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 with the most respect. Well, the, and the, the most admiration. I, I, you know, I appreciate it. I'm not sure you're right, but I appreciate. Like I said, fake sincerity and you get I everything so. else right. <laughs> but I, I, I think so. Pro- promise me that that we can do this again. That we can do part two and part three and part four because th- sure. this is this is. Sure. There's so much more I want to talk about, uh, but sure. I, I, th- I think it's probably best to to save it for a return visit. But you, and the reason I wanted to do this, Doug, you are one of the people, and and it's a, a small, probably less than a handful of people that made me want to get in to this business. And all these years later, I don't know whether I should thank you or curse you. <laughs> because, <laughs> but no, no, um, I, I love you, man. And getting a chance to catch up with you here has just been one of the thrills of my life. Uh, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for Doug Jackson in the morning. On WBTH. Thank you. I love you too, Dan. Thank you so much. Thanks. And I'm looking forward to doing it again with you sometime. All right, Doug. Thank you, my friend. That was my conversation with my friend and one of my mentors, Doug Jackson. I uh, have to tell you that we did the interview and then it was five or six hours or longer before I had the opportunity to to put the podcast together, I had to drive to my job at Furman University to do an interview uh, wrapping up the college football season with our head coach, Clay Hendricks. And on the way back, I listened back to the raw interview that Doug and I had done. And I tell you, I got a little bit emotional, which really surprised me because it just took me back to a time in my life where Things were so much simpler than they are now where I was getting into a business that I'd always wanted to be into, and I was going into it with the prototypical wide eyes, you know, the old bright eye and bushy-tailed cliche that you hear, and didn't appreciate it during the four years I was there. Uh, In fact, if I'm being totally honest with you, I was suspended two or three different times during my tenure there and and fired once or twice, but always brought back because I was an idiot. I was a knucklehead. Um, I I always joke with people and say that there were a lot of bosses that I had that I thought were idiots 
And then I went to work for myself and found out that I was right. So I, I look back at that time in my life between the ages of 18 and, and 22 with an entirely different perspective, obviously, at age 54 than I had when I was living it. And it was such a great time. And as you get older, I think this is what happens. It has for me anyway. You start to see things with that hindsight being 2020 mentality, and you can see people and and situations differently. And you can begin to appreciate what maybe they were going through at the time, the circumstances surrounding the situation you were all in together. And I'll just never forget how Doug Jackson made me feel every time I turned that radio on. Even when I was working with him, I had the privilege of, again, for a year or longer, uh, the, the last part of, of my tenure uh, at the station in Williamson to be the news and sports director and then do the 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. show. Doug was the morning man, so you know, three times during his 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. shift, I would come in and do the news, and then 20 minutes later, I would come in and do the sports. So we developed a bit of a rapport, and as I said, for him to come in and sit in on my show, the last one that I did, meant a lot to me then. It means even more to me now, and having that last hour recorded from January, maybe the 14th of 1990, is something that, that I will always treasure. Doug, I love you. Thank you so much for spending this kind of time with me. And uh, we are going to do it again because there's so much more I want to talk about, so many more stories to hear. And, uh, yeah, we may even talk about your job as a teacher. We'll step aside and come back, and I will put a wrap on this Episode 6 of the Dan Scott Show podcast in just a moment. Sometimes in life, you simply need to treat yourself to the best. And every time you lift a refreshing soda from Hank's Beverages to your lips, you're simply already a winner. It doesn't matter if it's a root beer, orange cream, vanilla cream, black cherry, or grape soda. There's a reason Hank's Beverages has been known as Philly's best for well more than a decade. Find Hank's online at hanksbeverages.net or you can find their product here in the upstate at Ingalls Supermarkets, Lowe's Grocery Stores, and Harris Teeter. You might know that State Farm agent Ed Patterson has great service. He's your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Ed Patterson has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Greenville. So call State Farm agent Ed Patterson at 864-322-0031 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Is your roof leaking or damaged? Do your gutters need repaired? You can Google roofing companies until your computer overheats, or you can simply call the best, Bracken Roofing and Gutter. Whether it's roof replacement, new and remodel installation, roofing insurance claims, whatever your needs, Bracken Roofing and Gutter will simply do it right the first time. And the same goes for gutter screen installations. Forget about balancing on ladders and cleaning your gutters. Let Bracken Roofing and Gutters screen them for you today. Listen, do not settle for subpar work. Get a free inspection today 
Check out the reviews on Facebook. You'll see many satisfied customers, and they're all saying the same thing, that they're happy that they chose Bracken Roofing and Gutter. That's Bracken Roofing and Gutter. Call Kyle today at 864-704-5993. Every sports fan's goal should be make it to the Hall of Fame. Well, we have you covered with Hall of Fame Sports Grill at 531 Wade Hampton Boulevard in Greenville. Known for their great food and fantastic daily specials, Hall of Fame has you covered with all the game action on their 30 televisions. Plus weekly events like Tuesday night's Bar Trivia for Dummies, Wednesday night's Music Bingo, Thursday night's Dirty Bingo, and Karaoke with Fred Rock every Friday. That's 531 Wade Hampton Boulevard, HalloFameSportsGrill.com. Treat yourself to one of the fastest growing, most entertaining activities in the upstate with a visit to Craft Axe Throwing. From casual axe throwing to the World Axe Throwing League, Craft has it all right here in Greenville. Get in-house safety instruction, then claim a lane and start throwing today. League nights available for those who love to compete. Craft Axe Throwing, 1320 Hampton Boulevard in Greenville. Call 864-301-6032 or visit craftaxethrowing.com. Sometimes cleaning up the neighborhood begins at home. When it does, call on Shane's Powerhouse Washing. Shane's is a family-owned business which prides itself on being on time and doing the job right the first time. Residential or commercial, home, business, driveway, parking lot, decks, fences, even dumpster pads. If it needs cleaning, Shane's Powerhouse Washing will get it done. Also, ask about the handyman services available. Call today, 864-760-9184 or check out the website, www.shanespowerhousewashing.com. We are back to close out episode six of the Dan Scott Show podcast. And um, it's been a fun one. I hope you have enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed doing it because, um, well, let's, let's, let's just say it was important to me and, and uh, it's the kind of thing that I want to do with this podcast from time to time is talk with people who have made an impact on my life. I mentioned in the early part of the conversation with Doug that the the first guy that influenced me where the radio business was concerned was Marty Brenneman falling in love with the Big Red Machine as an eight-year-old in 1975 and hearing that voice coming out of that little box, that little radio, captivated me. And it got its hooks in me and it just wouldn't let it go. And and now, as I said with Doug, it's hard to fathom that I can call Marty Brenneman a friend, but he, he was the first influence on me, but he, he wasn't the personal influence on me that Doug would become. And that's the great thing about influences and mentors. They come in all shapes and sizes. They come in from different walks of life, and they come in different forms and fashions. And, you know, for better or worse... Until God says, you're not going to do this anymore, radio is what I do. It's not who I am, Brett Harker, but it's what I do, and I love it. There are times that it frustrates the bejesus out of me. There are times that, that I want to take the headset off and throw it through a window. There are times when I leave the studio or I leave the stadium or I leave the office, whatever it is, that 
I, I want to just put it in my rearview mirror and never go back. And I've tried that a couple of times, more than a couple of times. But there's just something about this business that I love. And part of that foundation is because of Doug Jackson and, and less than a handful of other people. So I, I just can't thank Doug enough for spending some time with me. And, you know, you get in trouble when you're doing something like this and, and you start mentioning names, and there are a lot of names that we could have mentioned, a lot of names that the next time Doug and I talk we probably will mention. Um, but I was free-forming. We went into this with no set structure of what we were going to do. I just wanted to to do what I hope it sounded like, two old friends catching up and you were privy to that conversation. So some of you who may have worked with us at Coal Country Radio, WBTH and WXCC, if we didn't mention you by name, it was not a slight. It certainly wasn't. And I promise you we are going to talk again and maybe with more than just me and Doug. I'd love to be able to use Zoom and and get a roundtable of people who survived who survived working at WBTH over the years. And for my friends and, and my family and my listeners here in the upstate of South Carolina, it's just a little snapshot of, of um, who I am and, and, and something that's important to me, and, and, and I hope that that comes across because we all have influences. We all have people who mentored us. We all have people who played an incredible role in our development, and Doug Jackson was one of those people for me. And to, to be able to talk with him today, reach out to, to him last week and say, hey, man, haven't talked to you in forever, but how about coming on a podcast with me? And he said, when? And we got it done, and I'm forever grateful. Jesus Christ has put a lot of great people in my life, and I praise him above and beyond everyone and everything else. And as long as he gives me breath in my body, I'm going to praise him. And the other thing I'm going to try to do is use this talent he's given me for him and for the kingdom and try to have a little bit of fun along the way. Thank you again so much for tuning in. This has been Episode 6 of the Dan Scott Show podcast presented by Tadaro Pizza. Thank you to all of our other sponsors as well. And I'll remind you one more time. A, don't forget about the new TuneIn Radio channel where you can hear replays of this podcast as well as 20-plus years of material along with me speaking at some churches and other things. TuneIn Radio, the app online, and just search for the Dan Scott Show channel. And then this podcast, I need you to share it. I need you to comment. I need you to like it on Podbean, which is my platform where uh, it's hosted. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Google. You can find it in all those places. Share it, like it, comment, send us feedback. The email address, thedanscottshow at gmail.com. Whatever it takes, we want to hear from you. Find me on Twitter at Dan Scott Show. Friend me on Facebook, Dan Scott, my name, I, again, I, so I don't forget it. But above and beyond everything else, I hope that you don't forget how much I appreciate you tuning in or downloading or checking out these podcasts every time we do one. We'll be back again hopefully next week with another edition. This has been Episode 6 of the Dan Scott Show podcast. Doug Jackson, I love you, my friend. 
We'll be back next time. Until then, I'm Dan Scott saying God bless you and so long, everybody. 